Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. That sound means it's time for another episode. It is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, when I'm recording this episode. I'm titling this one, Rule Number One. And it's episode 571, if I did my math correctly, which I didn't. I'm terrible at math. Currently 37 degrees Fahrenheit here in the city of Oswego, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Feels like 31. Highs are going to be about 46 degrees Fahrenheit. It is the season. No snow. We still have green grass, and there's still some trees that are green. Winds are out of the northeast, 7 miles per hour. In Celsius, that's 2 degrees right now. Feels like 2. High is going to be about 7. Winds, same out of the northeast, 5 kilometers. Yeah, so we got that out of the way. And one for the archives. Speaking of archives, I was listening to, oh no, let's get, let's do our quote first. The reason why I'm titling this one, Rule Number One. Here's our quote. Rule number one of life, do what makes you happy unknown rule number one in life do what makes you happy unless it's murdering people you can't do that we'll be right back and we're back just like that we're back and there's rules with everything you know like i said even though i said rule number one in life do what makes you happy you know obviously within your limits but uh you live. You have to live your life for yourself, though. My oldest daughter put a motivational thing up on Facebook the other day, and it was all about death. And death doesn't seem motivational, but it was about people not really thinking about you as much as you think that they do. And uh, I'm not even going to try to paraphrase it or anything like that. But all right, what I was going to talk about is uh, a bunch of things. Can my brain is bouncing all around, but I'm happy because my wife is back in town. Yay! Hey. She's back in town from Atlanta. I really missed her a lot. She got to see her best friend's husband's band, the Shady Lurkers, who play our intro music. Well, not the Shady Lurkers, Mike, her husband, he created this. And it was awesome because when he created this, he plays every instrument on this creation. And it's one of a kind and it was specially made for me, for We Live on a Planet. And I love it. It's groovy. Makes, makes me, me so, so happy. happy. Now I'm now like Dr. Dr. Demento. If you're, if you're old, old enough, enough to remember, remember the Dr. Dr. Demento, Demento show, show, everything was crazy. Dr. Demento played all kinds of stuff like Weird Al Yankovic and uh, other things. That was a show back to remember speaking of things to remember old time radio shows when i said earlier we put one in for the archives 
That's what I feel like I'm doing one right now because I, when I was going on my way to pick up my wife the other night to Syracuse, that's the airport that she flew into. That's the one that's closest to us, the city, the big city that's closest to us. And uh, it's about a 45-minute, 35-minute drive. And on the way there, I listened to NPR radio, and they had the old-time radio show, and it was uh, one from March 6, 1942. And it sounded so nifty. It just sounded so... It's strange what 80 years difference can be, and I wonder what people will think about if they stumble in 80 years upon my podcast, We Live on a Planet, and listen to it, and maybe they'll be like, there's certain times when I'm like, oh, the temperature's 70 degrees Fahrenheit today, you're going to be the high of 70. There might be in 80 years where they're like, he said 70 degrees, the earth never gets to 70 degrees anymore. Never. You know what I mean? Who knows? It could be like, man, can you imagine if the earth got to 70 degrees? That would feel so nice. It's always 90 or something like that. I don't know. My mind goes astray. Speaking of 80, speaking of 80, holy moly, donut shop. My dad is going to be 80 the 11th, this 11th. Wow, 80. 80. Holy moly. That is, I can't imagine. I'm just so lucky to have him in my life. He's such a great person. He's so caring, so giving, so loving, so just a good person and uh, genuinely cares about others. And I learned so much from him and he's just amazing. I look forward to seeing him. The 11th is also Veterans Day. So I think about my oldest daughter who served in the Air Force and retired from the Air Force. And I think about her I think about all the veterans on Veterans Day. I think about, uh, I was speaking to NPR, listening to, um, I don't know the author's name or the name of the book, but it was about African-American officers and soldiers in World War I and World War II, and the, just the brutal treatment that those guys got. And coming back in World War II, the black soldiers would have to take their uniforms off before they got into their hometowns or got into areas of like Alabama or Mississippi um, just to wear a uniform, a military uniform. After you've served, you know, either in Germany or, or, you know, other places and just to be treated so poorly, it's just a shame. If you're, if, if history doesn't bother you, then you're not really learning history. You should be disturbed by certain things that you learn with history. And that's the way it should be instead of everything sugar-coated and 
the victor he's right the the victors write the history books anyways my brother-in-law told me that years ago all right we'll be right back we're back and i'm still feeling a little a little bit about selling pengo if you follow the show you know i told you i sold my stand-up sega pengo arcade game from 1982 that was kind of like a family heirloom type thing i guess i don't know i am i guess i have almost like seller's remorse where i'm just like did i do the right thing i second guess and should have saved it and gave it to one of my daughters or something but it's family heirlooms should be smaller instead of a big huge bohemoth that weighed over 200 pounds but family heirlooms can be small and they don't have to be real old because i was years ago when we're going through toys and stuff my youngest daughter was just throwing away toys left and right because i was like go through your stuff go you know what you don't want anymore and she was just a little girl she was little but she was throwing things left and right away well little but growing up enough to where like one of the things was a bratz doll and if you don't know what a bratz doll is just google bratz b-r-a-t-z bratz doll i guess they're worth some money now but she threw it through. That was one of the things that was sent to be going in the trash. That with all the accessories, a little suitcase and a little mini cell phone and a little camcorder and a couple extra outfits and a seat for her to sit in and a hat and a brush and all that type of stuff. And hindsight, I was like, guys pulled it all aside when she wasn't around and put it in a bag and here it is 2022 and she just moved into a house with her boyfriend a whole house instead of renting an apartment and I'm so happy and proud of her where she's going and what she's doing in life and she's happy at her job now instead of feeling so frustrated and I went over there the other day because my wife was out of town, like I was telling you, so I was feeling pretty lonely, and I knew the kids had just moved into their house, and I had some extra meatloaf because my wife made meatloaf before she left to make sure I had some food here, and her meatloaf is fantastic, and the kids love it. But I could only eat so much. You can only eat so much meatloaf. And so I called them up, and I'm like, hey, I got some extra meatloaf. I'll bring it over, and... She's like, yeah, bring it over, Dad. And so I brought it over, and I brought that Bratz doll. It was in a just a brown, small paper bag. I gave it to her, and when I gave it to her, eyes lit up, and she was just so happy. And I was so thankful because she's, she's now that they have a house, they have an extra room, to, each of them do, and she's got like a room like a get ready room is what she's calling it and she's setting that up as her you know get ready in the morning or evening room and she already put her brats doll up sitting in the chair and it just makes me happy that something that i said to her you know maybe someday when you have children one of them can play with the brats doll and uh 
that kind of family heirloom is neat because it's small and but yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't have regrets about Pengo. Like I said, I went to a good family, and I you shouldn't have regrets in life anyways, and I can't go back. I can only have the present. I don't have the future or anything like that. And speaking of the future, somebody's future just changed. Somebody won the Powerball here, and I think it was like $2.4 with a B. Somebody from California won it. Can you imagine winning that kind of money? I can't. I can't imagine. And Well, I can. but I can, but I can't. I would stay in Oswego. I would stay here in the city of Oswego. But in the winter times, we would, we would take off and head to Jamaica or... Bahamas or someplace nice that I could scuba dive at and someplace nice that my wife would enjoy and she could run her toes in the sand and just sit by the beach and drink electrolytes out of coconut coconut water and don't have to drink we don't drink alcohol that much anymore so just fuel up on island drinks and uh, man I just can't imagine Somebody's life really changed. Hopefully for the better. Money can really, money's not always the best. Money can make people miserable. That's for sure. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. I'll ramble a little bit more. And then maybe we'll learn something, too, besides me just rambling. Welcome back. I thought I was getting sick the other day, right before the night before I had to pick up my wife in the morning time. Towards or in that that evening before morning slash morning, I woke up not feeling good. I was all sweaty, upper lip all sweaty, feeling all just. Ugh. I was like, oh no, and had to run to the store to get some creamer and stuff for coffee and other things and. It was kind of chilly out, but I was so sweaty, and I'm driving the car and had to have the AC on blowing. And then when I got home, next thing you know, I got the chills, and I was like, oh, what was going on? I'm like, oh, no, please don't be getting sick. And um, I checked my temperature, and I, I had just a slight, slight fever, just a small, small fever. And I was like, oh, no, please don't be COVID or something right before you pick up my wife. And then later on in the day, I just really was feeling funky. And I didn't have to, I had to pick her up at like 1230 at night. So by that time, though, I was feeling a lot better. And when I went to see her, obviously, I hadn't seen her in five days. And I was real excited. So I kissed her and all that. And then. When we got home, all of a sudden, I started not feeling good again. And she's like, are you all right? Are you cold? Are you this? Are you that? And I was like, well, to be honest, I haven't been feeling that good. And then she's like, oh, well, I should, I'm going to test you for COVID. And then I felt so terrible and irresponsible that I picked her up without wearing a mask. And then I kissed her and I this and that and then I'm like well I live with her you know what, what am I going to do if I have it I have it and but I could at least if I have it or know that I have it 
quarantine myself from her the best I can in the house so she doesn't get it, you know, and we had COVID tests here and she took it and I came up negative and I was like, oh, I don't know, I was just, I was so thankful. I was more like this. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> I knock on wood. That was real wood, well, fake wood on my desk. It's it's wood, particle board, but my wife and I have been COVID free since the pandemic broke out. Neither one of us, to our knowledge, have had it. She works around it. There's times she works in the COVID unit. She's a nurse for over 30 plus years and uh, she has not gotten it. So yeah, another one. I, we get another one. So my wife also, when she was gone, got me a groovy, awesome gift, couple gifts. She got me a really cool Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt with a picture of the four band, original bandmates. Well, not original, because the original Sid Barrett, he was only in the first album. But the four for band members that are famous for Pink Floyd are in it, and they're in their younger years. And I love the shirt and everything, and I tried it on, and it just fit like no T-shirt I've ever wore before. So it was a, yeah, bummer. But my youngest daughter, Abby, loves Pink Floyd. And Pink Floyd is my favorite band, and she says that's probably her favorite band, which gives me makes me smile. But uh, I think it's gonna work out for her. The she's she's not very big or anything, and I the shirt is I'm not real big, but the shirt is small small on me. The way the sleeves fit on her, it's gonna be big, and I think the sleeves will fall. A little bit better but my wife got me that but she also got me this really the essential compendium of dad jokes yeah dad jokes 301 dad jokes the best of the worst dad jokes for the painfully punny parent and right there it starts out you can tell how good it's gonna be <laughs> when it says painfully punny with a P. And so I am going to, we have 301 dad jokes that we're going to be doing here. Uh, we live on a planet. And my first one, and we're going to be doing them just right. I'm not going to go random. I'm going to go do them right in order. And the very first one is, here we go, for the first dad joke out of 301 in my new book. In my career as a lumberjack, I've cut exactly 2,324 trees. Every time I chop one down, I keep a log. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love it. Thank you, honey. Thank you, babe. I thank you for that gift. I love dad jokes. I love corny jokes, and I love jokes anyways. Stick around. We'll be right back. And welcome back. And we are going to 
Webster's Dictionary. Word of the day. Bilious. 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 It's an adjective. What it means, bilious. Have s- bilious has several meanings, including angry or bad-tempered and sickeningly unpleasant to look at. It's easiestly used to describe things that are of or relating to bile. Bilious. Bilious. Here's an example. The actor has come under fire for his bilious commentary. Another one. The new homeowner immediately painted over the bilious color screen. Color scheme. I like wor- learning new words. That's B-I-L-I-O-U-S. Adjective bilious. Speaking of bilious, nine bizarre facts about the blobfish you should know. And the blobfish, I mean, it is, it's pretty bilious. If you, you can Google blobfish, they are a interesting looking creature. Blobfish are fascinating species that have been attracting the attention of the curious for many years. Many No, many years. Just a reminder, we live on a planet that is always unedited, unscripted, just one and done. It's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't want to take the time to edit it. It's just that I don't edit my life. I can't edit my life when I'm speaking. And so I don't when I'm speaking with you because I'm just speaking with a friend. So if I screw up a little bit when I'm reading, it's okay. So for many years, not many years, but the blobfish is notorious for its ugly looks when taken out of water. So underwater and when they're studying, but they're so deep, they can't study them because when you bring them to the surface, they die. So it's sad. But have you ever wondered why the blobfish looks so different when they're out of water? Here are nine bizarre facts about the blobfish that will question you about this curious being. Well, I don't know if we'll do all nine, but blobfish have no skeleton. No skeleton. Blobfish hovers above the seabed, meaning they live in some of the deepest parts of the ocean. Due to the pressure down there, the gelatinous body mass of the fish is given structure. The high pressure at such depths allows them to look like regular fish. However, when they're brought to the surface, and the pressure drops, they appear droopy. Their body mass isn't supported, and they appear like a blob. This is because they have no skeleton and are very little muscle. The pressure at the seabed is around 120 times higher than on land, meaning they are held into shape. In perspective, a human at that pressure would experience its organs being crushed. As a scuba diver... I know that feeling of the pressure of the squeeze, we call it. Once you start going down, you can feel the squeeze. And I ended up having that scuba diving injury where my I came up and my nose was bleeding and my ear didn't equalize correctly. And since then, 
that that last dive that was september 11th i'm still having issues out of my right ear so hopefully it can take months it weeks up to months so hopefully it's just going to take a little bit before it heals <clears throat> excuse me blobfish live in the south pacific ocean australia tasmania new zealand new zealand new zealand how come I can't say that? New Zealand. Female blobfish clean their eggs. Well, a lot of fish do, but female blobfish clean their eggs. A blobfish was voted the world's most ugly animal in 2013. I'm really starting to scroll through these. The blobfish was first discovered in June 2003. So, wow, not that long ago. Since they're so deep, blobfish have no teeth. Well, being down that deep, there's not probably much to eat that they're hunting, you know. No studies have been carried out on living blobfish. Because like I said, once you bring them to the surface, they just go into a gelatinous state. Oh, I'm not going to be able to say this word at all. Blobfish are part of the psychorolidated fish family. Hmm. I know I didn't say that at all. The word, though, it's a Greek word, and it breaks down the word means to have a cold bath, and it was given to them due to the love of cold water. Huh. Blobfish don't have a swim bladder like a normal fish, being so deep. And that's it about the blobfish. But it kind of, I was tying it in with bilious and trying to. All right, stick, stick around. We'll be right back. We'll finish off the show. All right, we didn't even head on over to the History Channel's website. I don't think we're going to, uh, but I did want to do a Did You Know? I like doing the Did You Know? I follow the Did You Know site. I also follow the Facts site. That's where we just got that thing about the blobfish. But did you know on April Fool's Day in 1976... The BBC announced that Pluto would soon pass behind Jupiter and reduce Earth's gravity, which would cause listeners to feel like they were floating if they jumped in the air at exactly 9.47 a.m. It was meant as a joke, but hundreds of people called in claiming they felt the Jovanian Plutonian gravitational effect isn't that funny i don't know for some reason i just i think that it shows the perception or the power of perception or the power of perception or the power of print or the power of how it's written or how, who said it since it was a bbc and even though it was meant to be just a joke, I think about Orson Welles with War of the Worlds. I mean, people were, 
there's a couple people who committed suicide. There was people loading guns, people thinking our world was being invaded by aliens, by Martians. So crazy, crazy stuff. Well, thank you so much for the most valuable gift you could ever give me your time. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Please stop over to my website, WLOAP.com. From there, there's a little phone icon. You can leave me a phone voice message. It will ring five times before it goes, picks up to that, but I can play it on the show. Also, if I ask, ask questions, um, they can be answered over on Spotify. My last episode, I asked, do you think we will make contact with aliens in 50 to 100 years? And you can answer that right on Spotify if you'd like to participate in that. And those can be shared in later episodes what the answers are to those questions. And so, and the other thing I ask is just please tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. That's one of the ways that the show gains wheels, word of mouth. That's the way anybody hears about anything is by somebody telling somebody about it. So if you're enjoying the show, let, let somebody know. Share the love with me. I would appreciate it. All right. Thanks for your time, and I look forward to talking to you again. Be curious and not judgmental. And peace.